When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. I uh, just got a message here from uh, Michelle on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, and a little post. Good luck to the NHL head coaches from Warburg heading into the second round. Yes, Ruff and Hackstall, pretty cool. Two uh, small-town guys coaching in round two of the playoffs. Third period just underway in Toronto. Panthers leading the Maple Leafs 3-2 in game one of that series. In about uh, 40 minutes or so, maybe a little longer than that, uh, Kraken and Stars will start their series. Oilers and Golden Knights tomorrow on 6.30, Chet. 5.30 for the face-off show. Game is at 7.30. Blue Jays tonight, bottom of the sixth. It is 6-6 against the Red Sox. Zabinijad, he's hounded by Brad. Got a shot on goal, but a weak one, and it was stopped by Schmidt, and the Devils will clear. It's off the stick. It's rolling toward the empty net. It goes wide. Brad with it behind the net. Steps out in front, and he scores. Into the empty net. New Jersey Devils doing it last night on home ice against the Rangers. They win a series for the first time since 2012. They went all the way to the cup final that year before being beaten in six games by the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Since then, just one playoff appearance for the Devils. They lost in the first round to Tampa Bay in 2018, but looking pretty good this season. And uh, on they go. And to discuss the Devils, I am pleased to welcome back to the show a guy who grew up in Edmonton, and tonight I will also introduce him as a former member of the Seattle Breakers in the Western Hockey League, Ken Datico. <laughs> hey, Ken. <laughs> uh, how are you? Good to be on with you, and yeah, I can't tell you how exhilarating yesterday was, and certainly uh, I'm pretty invested, having been with the Devils 40 years, and I just wanted to see these guys uh, come around this season and succeed the way they have, and when you're playing your arch rival, I think I was more excited than uh, my playing days when we had to face them just from watching uh, from the outside looking in. It, it was pretty pretty nice to see these guys step up and, and be able to win an important game seven in front of their fans. And, and uh, they've come a long way since 63 points last year to uh, winning a playoff round against their arch rivals. Well, I'm going to say, I mean, first of all, good point. They've come a long way from last season. Didn't they come a long way from the end of game two? I mean, they kind of looked like it was going to be a disaster <laughs> after they lost the first two games at home. Well, yeah, that, that's what this team's been all season long, and the resiliency uh, has been remarkable. I mean, after they lose 5-1, 5-1 in their own building, you're going, oh, my. And, and yeah, I certainly uh, wasn't certain. Maybe the, the lights were too bright, and maybe the pressure was getting to this young team with a lot of guys uh, in their first playoff appearance. But they went back into New York. They were one of the best road teams all season long, I think second to Boston. 
during the regular season, and maybe that gave you a glimmer of hope uh, going in there, but we just didn't know if they could respond. And once they got those first two games out of the way as far as, you know, taking too many penalties and, and just kind of stuck in the – stuck in the mud you would say because their game is transition and speed one of the fast teams in the league and and they were a little overwhelmed in the first two games and then all of a sudden they go into new york they relaxed and, and got back to their game and and win a couple of games and then win one decisively at home in game five and obviously not easy to beat a team four straight rangers respond in six but but last night was probably their best game of the series at the exact right time uh, uh, they were stifling defensively uh, they used their speed. The Rangers couldn't keep up. And a lot of this series is certainly in the wins, the four wins for the Devils. They got right to their game, and, and they had the Rangers on their heels a lot of the time. And my only worry was from the standpoint, Igor Shesterkin, for me, is the best goaltender in the National Hockey League. He's that good. And if the Devils didn't score first, I thought it could be trouble. But uh, they killed some penalties early, got in penalty trouble again. Their penalty kill really got better as the series went along. Just so much more aggressive. And then they finally saw Shesterkin and uh, never looked back last night. So it was an impressive performance because, like I said, every game that they lost, even if they were humbled uh, all season long, this team would just, just respond. And for a young group, just what impressed me the most was about this resiliency. I mean, you, you can see these guys. They they stay even keeled. They, they don't get too emotionally high after a big win or low after – a tough loss, and that's not easy to do, especially for a young group. But I'll tell you, guys like Andre Palat, Eric Halla, who've been been in the playoffs uh, a lot, and Palat, one of the best playoff players in the last five seasons, pretty well with the Lightning and a couple of cups, was so instrumental on and off the ice for these young kids. Okay, so you heard me read the message I got from a listener about Lindy Ruff. I mean, what an interesting career. Yes. Long time in <laughs> Buffalo, four years with Dallas now in his third year with the Devils and I believe if some of the fans would have had their way he would have been fired partway through the second game of the season or something like that whatever the chat was going on tell us about Ruff's uh, demeanor and impact on this team <laughs> well, well you're absolutely right and that's going to be a, a great historic story down the road as far as if this team can, can make some noise and continue their success here in the playoffs with Lindy Ruff and you're absolutely right the fans were chanting in game two, fire Lindy, fire Lindy, and it was loud, and it was deafening. And, and the way Lindy handled it, it was just remarkable from the standpoint. He's a veteran guy. He's, he's experienced. Heck, Lindy Ruff coached against me, and I haven't played in, what, 20 years now. So <laughs> uh, coached against a lot of my teams. But that was because they, they, they knew they've stayed patient. They, they had a great, um, you know, um, farm system and, and guys they felt this team should take another step and certainly going to be better and the goaltending just didn't allow that last year where they used seven goaltenders so I think they would have been a lot better we're finding out by getting consistent goaltending this year but the fans were frustrated they were going 0-2 in the, to start the season and then I think they rifled off uh, eight straight wins something or 13 straight wins I, they had a 13 game win streak uh, but I think they won their next six and then lost one and then went on a 13-game win streak. And halfway through that, uh, the fans uh, made up to Lindy and they said, sorry, Lindy, and it was deafening. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Well, so, you've got to love the passion of the fans. 
in all fan bases everywhere. But but I thought that was uh, only fitting, and it, it was a pretty cool moment for Lindy as well. And I'm sure it warmed his heart because they were loud and they were just chanting, "Sorry, Lindy." <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably going to be but a Lindy, close. Lindy, Lindy said, "I'll have a beer with them all." He says, "I understand." He says, "The fans are passionate. They want you. They want to have some sex." He, he's a great guy. I've really been impressed with him uh, and, and the entire coaching staff. They added three new assistant coaches that made a, a world of difference in Brunette McGill and Sergey Breland, one of my teammates, who I won three Stanley Cups with. So he brings that pedigree as well. But Lindy, you know, has has really changed with the times as far as adjusted when need be and the communication factor, which is different. You have to be a psychologist as a coach as well with these young guys. It's not the days of teams I played on and coaches I had in the 80s and even the 90s where they were rough on you. You've got to have that that happy medium, I guess you would say, in that balance. But uh, the players enjoy playing for him, and he, he just did a terrific job this year, no question. And I love being around him. I talk a lot of hockey with him, and he's just a super guy. I talk his ear off, and, and he sits there and listens. So that's good. <laughs> okay. Ken Danico joining us at Inside Sports. I, I know the series is over, but, I mean, you mentioned the Rangers and the rivalry there, and they – they beat you guys in 94 when you guys had an excellent team on that Mateau goal. And then you guys became, mm-hmm. you know, a championship team, three cups uh, between 95 and, and 2003. And as you mentioned, you know, you and some other guys were big parts of those. And it's always, I, I always find it interesting because sometimes, and I'll, well, I'll do it too. Well, the Oilers have a road trip and they're going to play the three New York teams. Like, does that bother New Jersey people? <laughs> to be called the New York team? <laughs> well, hey, look, there's, there's no secret here, and obviously that's what makes it more gratifying when when you beat the Rangers in a playoff series uh, is the fact that, yeah, you're like the little brother. But uh, for the players in New Jersey, and obviously we let our play do the talking in the three Stanley Cup championships. And uh, I've been here 40 years, and I'm a transplant in Jersey, and, and I love it here. I love the state. Uh, the fans are passionate. The people here are fantastic. There's so much to do. People, you know, I, I, I get a kick out of the people who've never been to New Jersey give it a bad rap uh, because they, they think just flying into Newark or it's all industrial and it's, you know, run down and everything. Jersey's one of the wealthiest states in the country, and nobody really realizes that unless you're here as far as, you know, beautiful suburbs and some of the best golf courses in the world. We have a beautiful sh- shore and ocean and Jersey Shore. And, yes, you want to go to New York City for a nice dinner? Absolutely. It's all it's all great around here. But, yeah, we've always been a little brother. But, like I said, winning takes care of all of that. So I know my championship teams, we just accept it. I mean, that's just the way it is because – Nobody really knows uh, what New Jersey's all about except when they land into the land at the airport. So people, uh, you know, you, you just like when you meet a, uh, a person and, and you hear stories about them, but then you get to meet somebody and you go, you know, I, I can't just take somebody's word for it. I got to get to know them. Well, you got to get to know New Jersey, I guess I would say. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well said. Okay, Ken, I'll, I'll just wrap up quickly here. Uh, you know, I, I, like you said, you've been in New Jersey two-thirds of your life now, about 40 years with the organization. Yeah. But I know you're still a proud Edmontonian because of your uh, your roots here. And, hey, the Oilers are pretty yes. compelling to watch. Uh, I, I know it's later for you guys out there, but just from what you saw of the Oilers and the Kings and obviously how the Oilers finished the season after they brought in Ekholm and Bukestad, um, 
you know, are, are you looking at this Oilers team and, and thinking, all right, you know, they're, they're a lot for Vegas to slow down. How do you handicap the Edmonton series here? Well, I think Edmonton's got as good a chance as anybody to come out of the West. I know Vegas certainly looks good. Dallas does as well. Don't count out the Kraken because that young team on a magic carpet ride at times doesn't know any better, and they they, they want to have uh, continue with the upsets, upsetting the Stanley Cup champions. But you, you nailed it when you said Ekholm or Abukestad or or just adding pieces. You can't win with just – and the Oilers fans know it. With, I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl are worth the price of an admission every night. Nugent Hopkins, terrific year. But if you can't defend and you can't win board battles, especially when the ice shrinks, you come playoff and, and get some saves from your goaltender, no matter how good you can have all-world players like the top two guys, and they can win games single-handedly, and not many players can, but those two certainly can on any given night as far as McDavid and Dreisaitl, but they've added those pieces. I think Ekholm was a huge addition. DeHarnay, the big, the big kid on defense there, I mean, those are diamonds of the rough. These are big body, takes up space, long reach. The way the game's gone, you've got in the skating ability of all four lines, you've got to be able to have a good stick and, and be mobile. And they've added some of those pieces, and that's why you like them more and more. They have depth, and they have uh, Ryan McLeod there, brother of Mikey McLeod, who scored the game winner last night for the Devils. So he'll remember that moment for the rest of his life as far as beating the, his arch rival. And, and all these guys matter. I, I tell people, we focus so much on the stars, and rightfully so, because we love to watch them. But the guy that plays six and a half minutes, every shift matters, and he may make a play that makes the difference of you being knocked out of the the playoffs or going on and getting a break and getting passed around that you might not have because of one player, one block he does to go four girly rounds, and the ultimate is to win the Stanley Cup. And I try to preach that because speaking from experience and being on some of those teams that, that won Cups, that's what it's all about. You need unlikely heroes and sources. But, yeah, you have to be able to defend, certainly, and I think the Oilers do that much, much better. Vegas has got a big defense, no question about it. Uh, but I think with the speed of the Oilers and McDavid and Dreisaitl, they're going to give them fits. They're going to give them all they can handle. Vegas is a heck of a team. But, uh, yeah, to handicap this series, I like Edmonton. I think it's going to be a long, drawn-out series, no question about it, because Vegas plays hard. And like I said, they're, they're tough as far as to get the middle of the ice and, and defend. they defend very well. But I, for me, I do NHL Network. I talk about it. And I, uh, I've said, you know, I took picked the Oilers. I, I think they can beat Vegas. Ken, I always love having you on the show. Uh, love talking to you. I love your perspective on on the Devils. Uh, enjoy covering the second round, and who knows, maybe maybe beyond, man. Uh, hope to see you soon. Really, really appreciate it. One at a time. That's what these young guys are doing. Trying to stay <laughs> in the moment. That's all I'll tell them is stay in the moment. Don't get don't get caught up in winning the game or looking at the end result of the series. Stay in the moment. Gradually, you can get there if uh, you, you stay focused, for sure. <laughs> right on. That is Ken Danico checking in, color analyst for the New Jersey Devils on MSG Plus and also an NHL network analyst. You can tell he's pretty pretty excited. 40 years with the Devils as a player and a broadcaster. They start their series tomorrow. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. 
Brandon Montour has his sixth of the playoffs. Florida leading Toronto 4-2 with 7.22 left in the third period. Kraken and Stars coming up uh, in about half an hour or so. Game one of that series. Great to have Ken Danico on the show. He covers the Devils. They and the Hurricanes will start their series tomorrow at 5. Oilers and Golden Knights tomorrow here on 6.30. Chet, our coverage starts with the face-off show at 5.30. 780-496-0063 is the hotline powered mm-hmm. by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Go ahead, Kellen. We'll start with Ramorn, who's uh, texted in here uh, this evening and says, Reed, I went to bed last night very happy because the Oilers' schedule is set for Wednesday, Friday, and po- probably Sunday. I got those days off work. I woke up this morning PO'd because they changed the schedule. That's from Ramorn. I apologize on behalf of the National Hockey League. Jordy texted. I don't know if the NHL would want me doing that. <laughs> I think they have people that can do that. I'm not sure. Oh, they never do, though. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the last round. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we got Jordy texted in and says, uh, I wish that they would start Campbell in that for the first game. What do you think? Uh, Skinner will start. Why do you wish that, I guess, would be my question. They, that's all that per- person said? Does they want Campbell in That's that? it. Yeah, that's it. They yeah, just no, want I Campbell. Think, yeah. no, Skinner's the guy. I mean, I think that they proved that uh, they didn't come back with Campbell in game five against the Kings. I think it would take a lot to start Campbell at this point. Skinner is the, uh, Skinner is the Oilers goaltender for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. And one last oh, quick sorry. one. Oh, sorry. One, one last quick one here from BW who's texted in and said, how many European football players have been a success from the global draft in the last three years? Uh, a success? Yes. That's what he's asking. I'd, I'd have to go through. So you'd have to get someone who knows a little bit more about the CFL than me. Uh, the Elks had... What was the lineman's name? They had a guy with Danish roots on their roster, didn't they? I, I know he played in, in the Nielsen, United States. Nielsen, I think? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, Elks did, in the global draft earlier today, they did take a kicker out of England, though he's been playing in the NCAA, and he's in his mid-30s. Kind of a strange story. Maybe we'll have to try to get him on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm not so... so I'm, I'm still not really sold on the on the global draft and its intent in the, uh, in the Canadian Football League, but it's probably a, a chat for another day.